Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Welcome to Talking Halos, this is Derek C. Paul, all by myself today. It's been a, a weird couple of days here trying to get podcasts out, and man, John Crane, our my partner in crime here, we were going to have a podcast last night, and Father's Day stuff kicked in, and I know it was a day late for him, but so go ahead, spend time with your family. In the meantime, we will catch up on the Angels and Rays game from Sunday and the first game of the Toronto series with the Wednesday podcast coming up, we're going to have a couple guests on there. Some fans are kind of come on and just talk some baseball with us. I hope you like that show, and we'll cover all that stuff. But today's episode's a little bit different. We were able to reach out to a few of the draft picks and get some interviews with them from this year's draft. I, I think they were really solid kids and really people I think you'll like. So that's what today's podcast is going to be. It's just going to be focused on prospects, in particular, second-round pick Kyron Paris and 10th-round pick Chad Sykes. They are now both in rookie ball. One is um, Paris is down in Arizona, and Chad is up in Orem with the Owls. Okay, before we get to those interviews, we just want to say, hey, we're just getting started here. But if you like what we're doing, please check us out on Apple Music and subscribe. We really enjoy it. We really appreciate a five-star review to help us move up the charts. If you want us to earn it, that's okay. Great. Email us at talkinghalos at gmail.com, which is T-A-L-K-I-N-H-A-L-O-S at gmail.com, and give us your feedback. Tell us what you want. What do you want to see from our podcast? What can we do better? What do we do great at? Hey, let us know what we are doing to help you enjoy Angels Baseball. Also, if you are a new listener and you are enjoying our show, please do us a favor. Please pass the word, either through a text or a phone call or whatever, to a fellow Angels fan. Let them know about our podcast. It would mean the world to us. We'd really appreciate it. Okay, so first up here, I have Kyron Paris here from with the Freewell High School in California. He is now out in Arizona on rookie ball. He was a great interview. We really enjoyed spending time with him. Just a short interview, too, so you don't have to get too much of anything. Hey, check it out. Here's Kyron Paris. All right, folks, I'm here with Kyron Paris, the Angels' second-round draft pick this year. And, yes, he's signed. How you doing, Kyron? I'm doing great. How about yourself? 
It's a pretty nice day if you want rain where I'm at. We get lots and lots of rain, lots of green, lush stuff. What about you out there? Um, it's a triple digits out here in um, Arizona, so it's pretty. It's pretty hot. All right, so that that's gonna take me that first question. A, dude, I'm so sorry. You gotta be freaking frying out there. <laughs> so, what are you doing in Arizona? Where the Angels send you? Uh, right now, I'm in the AZL uh, rookie ball. So I'm here developing and getting stronger and um, playing games every day and uh, getting better just to move up so I can help the big team win eventually. Okay, gotcha. gotcha and gotcha. next, 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 I will be going to Orem. So. You were you're young. I mean, you're the youngest player of the team, the team draft. I think I think you were the youngest player in the draft, weren't you? Yes. So you you face a very big decision immediately for a young guy. You committed to Cal. Yes. So you go you you have Cal on one hand, and you have the Angels taking the second round. They're gonna you know, the money is there, uh, you know, to go ahead and go play right away. You made the choice to go play. What were the factors for you to making that decision? Go play now versus going to Cal. Um, after talking with Matt Swanton, um, the scouting director, and also Billy Epler, um, and hearing what the Angels uh, organization has to offer, uh, I knew I wanted to be a part of this organization. Especially being a young player, the player development um, here is unmatched. So. Uh, I knew I'd be able to progress quickly and uh, become the best player I can be as soon as possible. One of the neat things I've seen about the Angels ever since Billy Upper took over was how rapidly some players are moving through the system. Like Griffin Canning was just drafted two years ago. He's starting right now. And, you know, other Jose Suarez up as a 21-year-old, he, I think you are on to something there when talking about the kind of player development they have. Were there any other factors, though, that were involved besides what they had to say? What, you know, what did your parents have to tell you in terms of direction in life? Um, I, ever since I was young, my dad and I have always talked about um, getting drafted, going out and playing, and that's always been my dream. Uh, so when I had the opportunity, I couldn't let it pass by. and uh, I knew I wanted to start being a professional and playing every day. So you are out there in Arizona, but let's backtrack a little bit. What got you started in the game of baseball? Uh, when I was younger, my father and I were just in the backyard. and um, Back then, I had pretty much every sport. Um, I had a football, um, a basketball, soccer. I had it all, but when we started playing baseball, I just fell in love, and that's all I wanted to do uh, from that day on. So we just stuck with it, and... Uh, now I'm in the position I am now, so I'm very, very thankful for that. Now, you're from Northern California, though, right? Yes. All right, so here we go. Going to give you a little bit of a hard time. You okay. were either, I'm guessing, based on location, maybe I'm wrong, either a Giants or an A's fan. Who did you cheer for? Yes, I was an, I was an A's fan. Oh, you know who, you realize that's like our rival, right? Yes, yes. The <laughs> Angels play the A's a lot, so um, that would be interesting. That. But um, well, the Angels is the organization I play for, so I'm now the biggest fan of the Angels. So uh, that's that's how that worked out. Yeah. So you're you're also moving to a different culture. Northern California is different than Southern California, and and eventually you'll be there. So. 
how have your parents raised you to be able to, to handle change and, and to grasp a new environment? Because that's what's going to be. You're moving up the system. You're going to eventually, like you said, to Orem. You'll work your way to AA and AAA and, and then eventually to SoCal. So how, do you, how are you prepared right now to make all those different changes in your life? Since I was young, my parents have always taught me to be, um, be able to live on my own and be independent. Um, so I'm, I'm very mature for my age. So um, moving places and having to be on my own um, doesn't really bother me. So I thank them for um, stealing that in me, and now I'm able to chase my dreams with no problem. Well, I, I can tell you this. As I remember being a teenager and having dreams of my own. I'm, I'm 40 to have my own dreams. Um and I wasn't always able to pursue them. So congratulations to you that you are able to pursue those dreams. And not everybody gets an opportunity, and I'm sure you'll take it and you'll grab onto it and make something special out of it. So I, I know yes, you're busy. Definitely. I know you got to go, though. So I do want to I do this on all of our We call it the final five. All right. We just want to get to know you as a person, as a player. And so I'm okay. going to ask you some, just some fun questions now. I've already thrown the gauntlet questions at you. All right. So okay. The final five. Be, I have a. I have one last baseball question too, but we call these the final five in terms of the fun questions. Here we go. Okay. All right. What's your favorite food, Kyron? My favorite food is pizza. Oh, what kind? Um, I'm more basic. I just like pepperoni, but uh, pizza has always been my favorite since I was young. Well, that's actually that's that's acceptable. I'm guessing you're eating a lot of that in the road. What about? Yes. <laughs> and also, what about your favorite movie? Um, my favorite movie would probably be Rookie of the Year. Um, my brother and I watched that a few years ago, and uh, we we got a great laugh out of it. So, Rookie of the Year is uh, one of my all time favorites. Okay, favorite TV show? Um, my favorite TV show, I would say. Um, I mostly just watch MLB Network, but uh, as far as TV shows, the last time I watched a TV show was when I was young on Disney Channel, so uh, I don't really have a favor for that, but I just watch MLB Network. So, so you really are a baseball junkie? Yes, yes, all day, oh, every day. It. I love it. So then I have to go back to one question then. Cause I have to go back to that, okay. first, that, that first movie question because it's driving me nuts now. Rookie of the Year. Non angels in the outfield? What the crap? <laughs> oh man, it's, <laughs> it's still a great movie. <laughs> I think they even play the A's in that movie too. I think they do, if I remember correctly. You already mentioned what your favorite team was growing up, so I'll skip that question. I do want to ask you this: if you could play for anybody in baseball history, whether it be current managers or past managers. Who would it be? Uh, I would say Dusty Baker. Well, why? Um, because I've, I've actually got the opportunity to sit down and talk with him. Um, and hearing his philosophies and how he thinks about the game, he's very knowledgeable. So um, being managed under him would be a great experience. And one thing about Dusty Baker, too, is he's wondering where he's been. He has. Yes. So... This 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 question to close it out. It's actually kind of a deep question for you as well, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's probably going to be a couple years before we see you up at the at the higher level. So, what do you want 
Angels fans to know about you as a person and as a player as they watch you th- go through the system? Um, as a person, I'm very genuine, uh, very humble. Um, I'm a family guy, so uh, I want I want everyone to feel like family when they're around me. And as a player, I'm super energetic, and I like to bring a lot of energy to the game and uh, play hard, and I like to win as well. All right, Kyron, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy. I can't stress it enough. I know that you're such a rookie ball. You're going to work right away at becoming the player you you hope to be one day at that major leaguer. So thanks for taking the time with us. Can you let people know where they can follow you and your journey on social media? Um, on Twitter, you can follow me at Kyron underscore Paris, K-Y-R-E-N, and that's pretty much all I have at the moment. Um, so thank you to all the fans who have shown love since the draft, and I really appreciate it. Well, man, welcome to Halo's Nation. You're going to learn the Halo way. <laughs> we'll have to, you know, flesh out all those A's roots from you and get you in that yes. get you in the white and red ASAP. So, again, thanks so much for taking the time, and I hope to hear from you soon. No problem. Thank you. One of the things I really enjoyed about this interview was the fact that Kyron really is living his dream. He made a choice to go to the Angels, follow his dreams, make things happen, and not many of us get that opportunity in life. So good for him. He It's going to take him some time, though. Rookie ball, he's 17 years old, heading on 18. It's going to take some time for him to work his way through the system. It's going to be a while before we see him at the major league levels, if he gets there. But given his passion for the game, what I really enjoyed about that interview and talking with him was his passion for the game and how much he just loves it. That kind of passion, it burns. And it makes you want to be a better player every day in and day out. I believe that this kid will wind up being a major leaguer one day, and hopefully he's wearing an Angels uniform. That's why they went and got him. So, there you go. Okay, so before we move on and talk to Chad, we are looking for sponsors. Our numbers have grown dramatically in our less than two months. Podcast is going pretty well, I, I got to tell you. So, if you want a cheap advertising opportunity, or if you just want to help us out, just to sponsor, period, reach out to us at talkinghalos.gmail.com, and hey, help us get the lights on here. You can also leave a voicemail at 657-666-5453, and don't forget us on social media as well. Okay, without further ado, as I say, here is New Angels pitcher dropped in the 10th round this year, Chad Sykes. Alright folks, I'm here with Angels 10th round pick, Chad Sykes. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? Glad to uh, be on. Uh, well, we're glad to have you, really happy to have you actually. And I'm doing pretty good, it's a rainy day where I'm at, but I'm guessing it's beautiful where you are. It absolutely is, probably 75, 80 degrees, sunny. Can't complain. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. This is supposed to be summer and it's been raining here for a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, right away, I just want to just get into your life as a baseball player. And everybody has their own story. Sometimes it's simple, sometimes it's complex. So what got you into the game of baseball? Really just growing up, I started playing when I was probably five years old at a little local Little League park. Um, played with my childhood friends, we all just kind of went out and played. So really probably my dad is the one who got me into it the most. He actually built a cage in our backyard, and pretty much that kind of sparked everything as far as that goes. 
and I really didn't start being a pitcher probably until I was at least in high school. So that kind of came out of nowhere, really. I was more of a hitter throughout Little League and stuff like that. So really, I would say that cage probably started it all, to be honest with you. Sort of sparked my interest. So what team did you grow up cheering for? Braves, actually. I'm I from North Carolina. So, yep. So it wasn't really the Nationals because they weren't really around when I was a kid. And so, yeah, the Braves. Love Chipper Jones. Well, and you had a bunch of pitchers also look up to their, with their history there as well. No doubt. Greg Maddox, John Smoltz. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when did you realize you had something here, though, that you can possibly become a major leaguer one day? Well, be in the position to become a major leaguer one day. So to be honest with you, when I went in college, I could tell you honestly that I was not a – professional prospect probably whatsoever i was probably had a fastball of like 85 i mean nothing that's going to blow you away whatsoever um and then even going into my junior year i was only probably upper 80s with my fastball so i wasn't even really a prospect then and so i got hurt had tommy john surgery midway through my junior year of college which put me out the rest of my junior year, my entire senior year, so I had to come back for a redshirt senior year. So I spent that entire year and a half bored out of my mind, didn't know what to do. So I decided I might as well work out because at that point I was hoping that professional baseball worked out, but I wasn't super hot. Like, I didn't know for sure that it was going to happen. It wasn't looking like super promising or anything for me. So I worked out, gained probably 20 pounds, ended up my fastball velocity went up to like 90 to 94 where it was like 88 to 90 before. And then once I came back in the fall, I kind of realized that I'd have a shot if I had a good year this year. And thankfully I did. What did the Angels see in you? I mean, Tommy John surgery, especially that late there, is usually a red flag. So what did they see in you? What did they see in you and with your mechanics, with your tools, your pitches, that drew them in and made them want to go after you? Honestly, I mean, I would say that I've got good secondary pitches. So my breaking ball, my curveball, and my changeup actually developed a lot more in the past year. than It, it wasn't really that good prior to surgery, and I kind of dedicated time to make sure that was better because I knew that was something I needed to get better at. But I guess just, like, to be honest, I, I guess the secondary pitches, because obviously a fastball velocity of 90-94, I mean, you see that all over the place in the minor league, especially at this level right here. I mean, that's what scouts are looking for is, like, guys who can throw the ball decently hard. Um, so that, and then just I, the mental side of it, too, because I was a closer in college. So I would say that I've got a good – feel for the game and the mental toughness aspect of pitching late game atmosphere is a big thing as well. We've seen that too. We've seen closers in the majors fall apart. And it's all mental. Their stuff didn't go anywhere. It's all mental. No I, doubt. I wonder if the fact that you had surgery and it forced you to kind of reevaluate everything and reevaluate your training, your physical tools, and I, th- I wonder if it in the end it will make you a better baseball player overall. I think it absolutely did and will because, like, before that, it puts everything into perspective. 
I mean, it makes you realize that you're not given a single day. That's and that sounds cliche, but I mean, it could be anybody's last day out of the ballpark. And so every day I go out, I'm thankful that I'm still able to play because it could have easily been over for me midway through my junior year. And now you're out there at Oil, correct? Correct. And just to give people a little bit of inside baseball, literally, how has your routine changed from playing college baseball, which you played this year, right? You're correct. So you're going straight from college to rookie ball. How has your routine changed from there to here? I'd say that here I'm doing a lot more, I wouldn't say a lot more arm care, but it's a lot more hands-on as far as Angel staff. They're really good about making sure that you stay healthy, making sure that everything runs smoothly. I mean, like the workouts are catered specifically to your needs. I mean, it's it's completely different, but college has its, like, I, I love college, love my training there, love everything about it. But the training here is more specific to each individual person. I mean, that's their job to make sure that all of us stay healthy, and they're doing a great job of it. And, like, right now, you're talking to me right now. I'm, I hear a little bit of wind in the background, so I'm guessing you're moving, getting ready to go do some stuff. What's your routine the rest of the day look like for you? So I'll probably go in, maybe get a little light lift in before the game. So it's, I guess, about 12 o'clock here now. Um, our game's at 7. So I'll get a light lift in, probably go out to the field about 2.30 or so and toss, do, like, my – basic everyday thing, kind of work on pitches, stuff like that before the game, and then go back in around probably 3, 3.15-ish, and they'll have BP around 4. So depending on if I shag or not, I'll hang out until 6, 6.15 and get ready for the game, and then probably pitch later in the game depending on the score and what's going on in the game. never really know. So just to kind of dispel the the rumors and innuendos about professional sports, you do actually work a full work day, don't you? If you're in there going there now, it's I mean, noon. You can Absolutely. Do yeah. 10 o'clock tonight, Absolutely. 11 o'clock tonight. Yeah, it's a full-time job. No doubt. I'm here. Yeah, I get here probably 11.30 every day, 11.15, 11.30, and I'm here till probably 10, 10.30. So it's, it's a one so, yeah. You know, it's it's going to be – that's a huge mental test, too, I always think, every day. This summer you're traveling different places. I'm sure the pay isn't great yet. You know, you're not the majors. Correct. So it's, <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's a process. So Absolutely. What, what with you, one big question you mentioned earlier is that you, you usually focus on hitting before. Are you solely a pitcher now? Is that your sole focus? I know yeah, the Angels have been, so, been looking absolutely. two way for some players. Yep. So I'm completely a pitcher. So I went into college, started as a two-way guy, and ended up just pitching after my first fall. I was like, I realized hitting is not for me. Uh, I was a decent high school hitter, but after that, uh, no. I, so I'm just a pitcher. So what we normally do here is what we call our final five, but I have one extra question, so it's going to be a final six. Uh, the, these first five are basically get-to-know-you questions, so Angels fans can get to know you a little bit and just the fun things about you. Then I kind of have a deep question for you at the end, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. You ready? Gotcha. Perfect. All right. Yep. So what's your favorite food? Uh, steak. Like medium, medium rare, well medium. done, medium? Medium right. medium to medium well. I don't, I don't want it, like, still moving on me. I, I want it to where it's, it's done. A little red in there, but... 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your favorite movie? National Treasure. National. You are not the first player to tell me that, by the way. I don't know what it is about <laughs> athletes. Athletes like National Treasure. Okay, sports movie. Um, that's tough. Um, probably The Blind Side. Right, good one, good one. All right, here you go. Biggest hero. So, athletic hero, I'm going to go with Chipper Jones, just because I grew up watching him. But if I'm talking someone that I look up to, I would say my dad. Okay. Now... Everybody's father has a different influence. So what did your yep. dad do for you to make him your hero? So pretty much when I was growing up, every time that he was outside doing anything, I would always kind of be there to tag along, you know, a little annoying kid that's sitting there around your dad. But they, he, he loved it. And uh, so he taught me, I mean, everything that I know. You could ask anybody that we're pretty much exactly alike, which might not be a good thing all the time. <laughs> but um, probably just all the stuff as far as, like, the respect aspect, respecting other people. I mean, um, just everything, like life lessons that he's taught me, um, just hands-on stuff. I mean, everything. Baseball, he's put in more money than I probably even can think of to try to better me in baseball and so stuff like that. Just, I would say the respect aspect and just making sure that I stay humble at all times is probably the two biggest things that he's always harped on to me. And honestly, to see that humility, because here you are taking time out of your day to go sit in some little podcast and tell us about yourself at our request. Absolutely. I'm glad to do it. So we're very thankful for that. The last part of the Big Five here, though, if there's any manager in Major League history that you could play for active or way, way back in past, who would it be and why? Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox. Grew up watching him since I was a kid. Um, I mean, he was, like, he's the probably the most famous manager that comes to mind when I think of famous managers. Probably just because of a Braves fan, but um, his intensity, I know that he sports players big time. So, definitely Bobby Cox, no questions asked. I would also venture to say about Bobby Cox. He's probably the most underrated manager in Major League Baseball history. And I'll make this argument why. The, the big argument, the big strike against him is he only won a World Series, right? One. But who yep. can you think of that was consistently managing great baseball teams over the course of, of almost 20 years like he did? Yeah. It's yeah. hard to win a World Series in Major League Baseball. I'm sure the Yankee can spend three three hundred thousand millions of millions of dollars. So, <laughs> exactly. I, I have a ton of respect for Bobby Cox and completely underrated for what he was able to do out there in Atlanta. So, here's my last question. This is like your chance to kind of just speak right to fans who listen here, and that is, what do you want Angels fans to know about you as a person and a player as you move forward through the system? I would say that I'm going to do everything I can to try and make it, obviously, to the big leagues, but to do everything that I can to be a good, I guess, representation of the organization, um, be like a fans player. Like, obviously, if anyone ever came up to me, I'm not going to be like, no, you can't, like, I don't know, have an autograph or something like, something like that. Um, but I'm going to work the hard, as hard as I can to make this organization the best that I can personally and then be a team guy as well cheering on my teammates not trying to be 
that guy that hopes they fail so that I look better. I'm not going to be that guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, complete team guy and going to work as hard as I can to make this organization better. Well, glad to hear it. We're glad the Angels took you. I know you've had a little bit of a struggle in recent years with surgery, but like you said, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's an opportunity to make you into a better baseball player, and it's clear that it has. So congratulations to you on getting picked by the Angels. It's a great organization. Don't let don't let those A's fans tell you different. And um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we won't let the A's. And um, can you let people know where to find you on social media? Yeah, so Chad Sykes 26 is my on, tag on everything. Everything, so Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. Twitter and Instagram. Yep. You got it. All right, Chad, thanks so much for taking the time with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And good luck this evening and for the rest of your season. Absolutely glad to do it. Thank you. Really enjoyable interview with Chad. The one thing I really liked about him was when faced with adversity, he fought back. And he got better. He made the decision, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to make things happen. And where the chips fall, they fall. He wound up getting taken the 10th round by the Angels. And now he's out in Orem. I, I wonder if he pitched last. I need to go check that out. This is an early afternoon podcast for me. He's got a chance to, to stop and make the uh, make it happen. One thing also uh, I wanted to say about him, there is an opening here because the Angels need pitching. And if he can develop those pitches and he can stay healthy, we never know when it comes to Tommy John surgery. I got a belief he'll be fine. People today who've had Tommy John surgery wind up having long-lasting careers. In many cases, it didn't used to be that case 30 years ago. If you would have seen Tommy John himself when he came back from the injury, he pitched for a long time, but he was never the same pitcher, not even close. Medicine changes things, technology changes things, and all of a sudden guys who've had Tommy John are pitching and pitching well and doing great in the major leagues. Hey, the Angels even drafted somebody who's, who's had two Tommy John surgeries. So I look forward to seeing how he does. I think there's a good opportunity for him to make it to the major leagues and become a pitcher on the Angels staff in the bullpen. And I'll tell you why, because if you haven't looked at our staff, it's in transition. It's not very good. It would not surprise me to see him move fairly quickly, especially the way the Angels have developed pitching over the last couple of years. Look at Canning and Suarez are up. We've seen a couple of guys float back and forth. It wouldn't be surprising to see a couple of other guys make their debuts this year. So I'm telling you, keep an eye on Chad Sykes. His attitude is great and it was a really nice interview with him as well. Okay, so it's time for us to go. I really appreciate you all just taking the time just to listen to this guy talk. And, and overall, we appreciate all the folks who have you know taken to our podcast and have given us feedback and have told us how much they enjoy the show. And don't forget to follow us, though, on Twitter if you haven't already. So we're at Talking Halos. You can search for our page on Facebook. You can find me, Derek C. Paula, at DC Paula on Twitter. And also John Crane, at Jake's Crane John. You can listen to us on Spreaker. We are now, by the way, on iHeartRadio. Bam! iHeartRadio. We are on Apple Music, on Spotify. We're pretty much everywhere at this point. Check us out wherever podcasts can be found. So, for the entire Talking Halos team, this is Derek C. Paul saying, take it easy. We'll talk to you Wednesday night. We're out.
This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.